Well, hey there, and welcome back. For those of you who are regular listeners, in case you were wondering, yes, I am alive. (laughs) For the past three years or so, I have pretty consistently put out at least one podcast episode of the Motivation for Moms podcast every week. And for the past month or so, I know I've been quiet. And I'll fill you in on all that's been going on in my life and how I've managed to get through some of the toughest weeks of my life actually stronger, more resilient, and more motivated than ever. In full disclosure, this is probably going to be one of my most personal and most vulnerable episodes. But before I do that, I want to give you a quick teaser of what I really want to talk to you about today, which is how to make time for your goals. Because this is something that I continuously hear is a struggle for people, especially women, especially moms. They just don't feel like they have time to work on their goals, to make progress on their goals. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about why this continuously practiced thought or belief is such a powerful determinant as to why you're not where you want to be, why you're not living the life you want to live, and how to prove this belief false by thinking and acting more in agreement with what you ultimately want. Now, I want to dedicate this episode to a very special person in my life. My stepfather, although my friend Amber Bostwick would probably hate that I use the term stepfather if you've heard her on previous episodes, so I'll call him my bonus father, Gary Kakola. Gary is a very special person in my life and always will be. Over the past few weeks, he has arguably been through some of the most difficult challenges of his life, fighting COVID, which caused a whole series of health challenges for him that kept him confined in a hospital for weeks during he and my mom's visit to our family here in Georgia. They live in California, but they came to spend Christmas with us and ended up staying way longer than planned because he's still trying to get healthy and strong enough to go home. And now he's at least out of the hospital, he's getting stronger every day, and although it's been incredibly hard and painful to see him go through what he's gone through over the past few weeks, I just want to give Gary some credit for how resilient he really is. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this because he listens to this podcast, but Gary is in his 80s. And he has had a wildly successful career in television. He has always been uh, such a generous person. He's taught me so much of what I know today about life and business and wisdom, which I've always appreciated. But one of the blessings that has come from Gary being severely ill over the past month or so is that I've gotten to spend more time with him in a very vulnerable state, which means that our conversations have been deeper. Our connection has been stronger. We've had more meaningful moments. While laying in bed with him one day, he said to me, I told your mom I've never loved her more than I do now, which is exactly how I feel about him at this very moment. The truth is life is so very fragile, but our souls are so very strong and resilient. And when you're faced with a thought that you could lose a parent, it really makes you stop and realize what's important. And it makes you stop and ask yourself, 
Am I living life the way I want to live? Am I being the person I want to be? If I died tomorrow, could I really say that I loved fully and that I lived fully? I don't mean to get emotional and morbid in this episode, but this is sort of a glimpse at what's going on in my life and through my head the past few weeks. And so I just wanted to give Gary a special shout out because I know he's going to listen to this episode and I wanted to share with the world how special he is to me and how grateful I am to have been able to live life alongside Gary since I was 15 or so. So thank you, Gary, for your relentless commitment to me and to our family, to your career in business that has helped so many people live better lives and to never being afraid to share your wisdom with the world. All I can do in return is to pass it along and try to live my life fully now and love the people around me fully now and value myself too, which is what I'm going to talk more about in this episode later on. And to you, my listener, my friend, thanks for being here. Thanks for being in this community and for everything that you do that makes the world a better place. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I have a gift I wanna give you. Now, I believe that my success in anything I'm doing, whether it's in my business or home life or my relationship with my family or mental health, absolutely anything, depends on how well-planned I am in advance and how intentional I am with my time. Planning in advance gives me the opportunity to make sure that the important things are getting done and that my needs are getting met. And so the gift I wanna give you today is my daily scheduling worksheet that I designed to help you plan your day. On this simple worksheet, I also made space for you to write out your morning and nighttime routines so it's all in one place. To get this free download, just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash schedule. And in addition to the blank worksheet, which you can print out and fill out as many times as you want to, I'm also going to give you a copy of my handwritten daily schedule so you can kind of get an idea of how I divide up my day. This worksheet has been getting downloaded like crazy lately, which tells me that you guys need this. So go get yours for free right now on your phone at themamamiracle.com forward slash schedule. That's themamamiracle.com forward slash schedule. Now let's get into today's episode, sister. You can probably hear in my voice that I'm still trying to get over being sick like on and off the last couple of months. And it's, I'm just, I'm grateful to you for coming back and listening to this episode. I'm grateful for you being in this community. I want to give a shout out to those of you who have come on into our Motivated Moms Facebook group and introduced yourselves and asked for support. 
to our friends who have been in the group for a while and reached out to welcome some of the new moms. And just to mention some of the newest ones in there, Christy, Jade, NJ, Kelsey, Shauna, Clarissa, Christina, just to name a few of you, thanks for helping to build our community. So quick life update, if I can make it quick. I don't know if I can. But the truth is, I have found it very difficult to publish on the podcast lately because the past few weeks have been a very challenging phase of life. And when I'm in the midst of physical, emotional, and mental challenges, my instinct is to retreat, to not put myself out there in front of the thousands of you or so who listen to this podcast because I tell myself that Well, I always want to show up for you in a way that is positive and encouraging and is representative of my best self, right? But I also realize that the challenging times are exactly when I need to lean into this community because I built this community. No, we built this community. You built this community to be a place for motivated moms to come in during all phases of life, in the really good phases and in the really sucky phases. So the truth is, since I started my new job December 1st, which in case you didn't hear in a previous episode, I'm working now full-time as a business coach for a company that helps lawyers build healthier law practices. So since I started this new job uh, December 1st, it has felt like One challenge after the next, after the next. I told my husband at one point, it feels like the universe doesn't want me to have this job, but I love my new job and it's very fulfilling and it's very satisfying and it's forcing me to step up and grow in all new ways. And in a previous episode, I talked about some of the challenges that I went through back in December. And so I'm not going to get into all that again, but but I think the most difficult thing that has happened since Christmas week was Gary getting sick. I mentioned in the intro that he and my mom had come out for a visit over Christmas and we all ended up getting COVID. And Gary being in his 80s and undergoing cancer treatment, he obviously was the most vulnerable and took the virus very hard. So he had to be in the hospital for a couple of weeks, and my mom finally got him out so he could get care at home because, I mean, Gary really thought he was going to die in the hospital, and he did not want to do that. So my mom rented an Airbnb where they could stay and she could care for him. And since they've been there, I'm happy to report that he's been getting much better and stronger And the goal is for him to, for he and my mom both to be able to fly back to California as soon as he is strong enough and kind of get back to normal life. And I talked about how badass and resilient that he and actually my mom have been through all of this. But if I could just have the space on this podcast in this community, because I know this is a safe place to do this, to just speak for a moment about my experience Honestly, I don't know that I've been okay over the last couple of months. And ultimately, I know that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And I'm finally feeling that now. But it was like 
starting this new job, and coaching lawyers all day, being sick myself with COVID, not just once, but actually twice over the past couple of months. If you can believe it, it happened to me, and I did get it twice, just weeks apart. I don't know how, but it happened. Having all three kids at home from school since they had a quarantine, and trying to juggle my full-time job and my husband's full-time job, and lack of support because having COVID in the house, and carrying the weight of Gary being sick and knowing that my mom was working around the clock to take care of him. And now it's like when I was sick the second time, I had a quarantine from them. So it's like the last thing he needs is to get it again. So it was like I was I felt so helpless and and powerless in being able to help. And just struggling with the guilt the guilt of the heaviness, knowing that they came out to visit us for Christmas. I know that we got COVID first and we gave it to them. And I know exactly where we got it because we went to a, um, a business party back in December, like mid-December. And it was a huge, like there were hundreds of people there. And this was like right, right when Omicron was just starting. And we took all the measures. Like they required a negative COVID test and a vac, like proof of vaccines, to go to this company party. And still, like there was like an outbreak at this event, and I know that's where we got it. And so my husband got it first, and then I got it, and then my mom and stepdad Gary got it. So it was like just dealing with that heaviness of knowing that like we gave it to them and logically I know as a coach I know that there's no logic here. there's no sense in blaming myself but I as a human I can't help but struggle with those thoughts of like I gave it to him and now he's in the hospital because of me and just feeling like there's got to be something I can do to help but when a family member is sick There's only so much you can do, especially when they're in the hospital and they're not letting anybody into the hospital. So it was like the heaviness of not knowing if he was going to pull through. Although I will say that I was always very optimistic because I know the power of our thoughts and prayers and how it can have a positive effect on our healing. But it was like not to mention, I feel like I haven't felt good physically over the past couple of months. Like I've never fully recovered. If you could hear it in my voice, I'm still very sinusy. So trying to hold everything together while being sick myself and back in December, especially Greg and I, my husband and I had been through some of the most difficult challenges in our marriage through all of this to the point where we were having the very open and honest discussion of him moving out and getting his own place. So long story short, I have struggled to be okay, like physically, mentally, emotionally, in every way. I have not been okay over the past couple of months. And I've had to remind myself, it's okay to not be okay. But I also know I owe it to myself, to my kids, to my family, and to my friends, and to this community to do whatever is necessary to care for myself so that I can be okay again. So what am I doing? I'm seeing a therapist as much as possible through an online platform called Spill. 
I have been going to bed as early as physically possible, sometimes even before the kids, and just telling my husband, you're on your own tonight, I'm going to bed early, bye. I have been leaning into my AA group, the one that I was going to last year, like every single night, because I'll be honest, over the past couple of months, there were definitely those nights where I drank way too much wine. And of course, that doesn't help anything. So I'm leaning into that group for support. And this past week, I am happy to report that my family and I actually spent six full days in Cancun. So we had this Cancun trip (laughs) planned for months. And a week or so before we were supposed to go, I was really struggling with the guilt of going and whether to cancel the trip, mainly because my mom and Gary have still been here and Gary is still getting well. But I ultimately knew what was best for me and for my family and for my marriage and for my kids' mental health and well-being was to go on this trip and just go get away and get some sunshine. And it was going to mean that my kids were going to miss a week of school, that I was taking a week off of work, that I was leaving my mom and Gary for a week. But I will tell you, it was exactly what we needed. We had a great time. I feel like a whole new person now. I feel like I can come back. I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to take care of my health. I'm ready to give to those around me. I'm ready to show up on this podcast again. I'm ready to get back into my positive habits and routines. And of course, show up for you here in this community. So in short, I don't regret going to Cancun, even though I was struggling with it. I feel like I'm finally coming out of a dark place. I feel optimistic about my life and my goals. And that is exactly what I want to talk to you about today, my friend. And ultimately, I wanted to share all of this with you because I want you to know that no matter what you are going through, you are welcome here. If you are going through some stuff and you feel like you have not been showing up as your best self, you are still welcome here. And there is absolutely no judgment or expectation that you need to be anything but right where you are right now just as you are. What I want for you is to be able to honor the challenges of your life and honor the fact that you are a goddamn human being because then and only then can we make any positive change we want to make. Then and only then can we reach our goals and grow as women. Now, with that said, especially for those of you who tend to be disappointed in yourselves and hard on yourselves, I want to offer you the permission to let go of any guilt or self-judgment or for the ways that you have let yourself down. Remember that there's always a reason why we fall short of our own expectations, and usually it's because we have a need or several needs that aren't being met. And so a powerful question that I try to ask myself several times a day is what do I need right now? This is one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself as a gift to your family. What do I need right now? And I want you to remember that you are right where you need to be on your journey. 
and your potential for where you want to go in your life and what kind of life you want to create and who you want to become as a person is absolutely limitless. So let's shift into how to make time for your goals. Hey, it's Sarah, and real quick, I wanted to jump in here and tell you about my new 21-day planner challenge. You already know that the key to getting organized and staying organized is to regularly use your planner every single day. For me, this is an absolute daily non-negotiable, because for me to show up fully as a mom and a wife and a business owner, I rely on my planner to help me make sure that I get done what I need to get done, and make space in my life for things that make me happy and bring me joy. Well, in my 21-day planner challenge that you're going to love, I want to help you build the habit of using your planner by holding your hand, so to speak, for 21 days in a row and give you a quick and easy, actionable assignment each day in using your planner. You can join this 21-day planner challenge right now today on your phone for just $19. So for less than a dollar a day, you're going to get the coaching and accountability via email to make using your planner a healthy and positive habit in your life. To join my 21-day planner challenge right now, just click the link in the show notes or go to my website, themamamiracle.com forward slash planner challenge. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com forward slash planner challenge. This is going to change your life. Let's get back to the episode. Talking about how to make time for your goals, it's helpful to realize our power, what's within our control and what's not in our control. No matter what's going on in your life, or what challenges or obstacles you have, you can always choose your mindset and your attitude with the caveat of if you are going through a particularly stressful, challenging, or traumatic chapter in your life, you also need to give yourself grace to the process. You also need to give grace to the process and allow yourself the time and space to process however you're going to process without judgment as you figure out how to navigate your challenges. But for the average ordinary person who's going through an average ordinary year, in other words, for the most part, things are okay. Nothing too major is going on. You're just kind of going through the motions of life. You're trying to raise the kids and pay the bills and figure out how to do all the things. I think, and what I've found to be a powerful realization is that you and I also have the choice of how we want to spend our time. It seems so simple, but I want to address this for a moment because I continue to hear time and time again from many of you moms that your biggest struggle or challenge is finding the time for yourself to get done what you want and need to get done. Please rest assured that you're not alone in this. In my work at lawyers, working with lawyers, it continues to be the common sentiment among everyone I work with, men and women, moms and people with no kids. But I do think that if you're running a business or raising kids or both, 
it is particularly challenging because we live in a time where most of us have access to a limitless amount of opportunities and possibilities and pressures and demands. Now, when I say you have the choice of how you want to spend your time, you're going to try to argue with me. And you're going to say, but Sarah, you don't understand. I have so much on my plate. It's not as simple as just choosing the things that I do that fill up my day. I have to take care of the kids. I have to show up for work. I have to manage a house. I have parents and grandparents to care for. I have this challenge and that challenge and things right now that are taking up all my time and energy. And at the end of the day, I just have nothing left. And what I want to remind you is you may have a lot on your plate. I know you do. And you may feel like you're too busy to work on yourself or your goals or the things that you want to do in your life. But in reality, no one's forcing you to do anything you're currently doing. You could choose to walk away from it all at any moment, couldn't you? Now, obviously, we're not going to walk away from our kids and our families and our responsibilities that we have that are important and meaningful to us. You also can't just turn off things that take your energy, like chronic pain or relationship struggles or work issues or other things that come up. Yes, you can take steps to improve those things, but obviously there are things within our control and within that are without our control. But my point is, the idea of I just don't have time may seem accurate, but it's just not the truth. So we want to eliminate this excuse from our vocabulary. You have the same amount of time as anybody else. So the way I see it, the problem of not having enough time to work on our goals can be solved by looking at one or more of the following things. It's either one, a mindset issue, or two, a time management or focus issue, or three, a logistical scheduling issue. Now, as I go through these things, you'll know which one of them resonates with you and why you feel like you don't have time for your goals. So let me explain what I mean by each of these. If you're dealing with a mindset issue, number one, then you might have to redefine what a successful day looks like. If you are the type of person who is so hard on yourself and you're always focused on what you're doing wrong and what you're not getting accomplished and no matter what, you never feel good enough, then I promise you no amount of increased efficiency or time management or planning is going to solve for the feeling that you have at the end of the day of feeling unproductive and unfulfilled. Some of you have to change your idea of what makes you valuable and worthy. I'm always talking about this on the podcast because as long as you equate your value and your self-worth and your self-love and self-acceptance to what you get done or what you look like or how much you weigh or any of these things, I promise you will not make progress on your goals. You have to start with the belief that there is nothing you could do that would change your value as a person. There is nothing you could do 
that would change your worthiness of love, your worthiness of happiness, and your acceptance. You are already valuable and worthy and lovable. Intrinsically, from the day you were conceived, when God or the intelligent universe decided that you needed to be on this earth in existence. And there is nothing that you could do, good or bad, that will change that inherent value and lovability. For some of you, this is the very root of many of the problems you experience in life in regards to whether you are where you want to be or not. I've coached enough of you one-on-one to know that oftentimes your ability to make progress can be boiled down to you just don't feel worthy. You just don't feel good enough as you are now. You don't know how to love yourself. And you think that the answer to feeling differently about yourself is losing the weight or paying off that debt or making more money or making your home look a certain way or having a certain amount of Instagram followers. But I'm here to tell you, if and when you accomplish those things, because I know you can, you're not going to feel any differently about yourself. You have to choose to change how you feel about yourself and how deeply you love and accept yourself before you work on any of those changes or any of the goals you want to reach. Self-acceptance and love has to be where you begin. Now, confidence, on the other hand, is something that can and will grow as you take steps towards your goals. As you allow yourself to do small, hard things, you will grow in confidence. But self-love, self-worth, and self-acceptance has to be the starting point, and it's arguably (laughs) one of the hardest things to work on. The other problem that falls under the mindset issue is having an unreasonable idea of how much can be done in one day. And this can go one of two ways. You either overcommit to getting too much done or you're not committing to getting enough of the right things done. There's a theory called Parkinson's law. Well, I don't know if it's a theory or a law or whatever they call it in science, but, and I'm probably going to butcher it. But my interpretation of Parkinson's law or theory is that the amount of time you give yourself to get something done is exactly the amount of time it will take for you to do it. In other words, if you give yourself 20 minutes to get a good workout in versus 60 minutes to get a good workout in, you're going to be more efficient about how you're doing the workout in those 20 minutes, right? Same with a task like doing the dishes or writing an email. If you know you only have 15 minutes to do the thing, you're going to freaking get it done in 15 minutes because you're going to be more efficient about it. Whereas if you give yourself an open-ended amount of time to get something done, like say when you start your day knowing that you have, I need to clean the house and I have all day to do it and I have to write this email and I have to do the laundry and I have to run these errands, whatever's on your list, you and I both know that you're going to use the whole day to do those things. And you will always, always feel like 
There's never enough time left over at the end of the day for the things that you want to do, but maybe aren't mission critical, like self-care and working on your goals, etc. So we have to look at the mindset piece and what we're telling ourselves about what success is and also how we feel about ourselves and whether we're basing our value and self-acceptance on outcomes versus just inherently valuing and accepting ourselves just as we are. And we have to examine our expectations and whether we're overly optimistic about what we can actually accomplish or whether we're not pushing ourselves hard enough to get things done more effectively and more efficiently. Some of you need to give yourselves more time to do things. Some of you need to actually give yourself less time to do things in order to get it done. Now, the second reason I mentioned that may cause you to feel like you just don't have time for your goals is because of a time management or focus issue. I always say, and will continue to say, that my success in anything I'm doing always boils down to how well I plan in advance, how well prepared I am, and how intentional I am with my day. Now, I'm sure you know this already, but I think we could agree that the days you plan out are usually like 90% of the time better days than if you don't plan in advance and you just kind of go through the motions of the day. And the reason for this is because one, you're proactively going through the day versus reactively going through the day. You take charge of your day versus just responding to everyone's requests and demands of you. And you have some kind of structure to be able to measure your productivity and your feeling of success. Now, one word of caution that I see a lot is those of you who say to me that no matter how well-planned you are, the day feels like an absolute disaster when nothing goes as planned. And I think this goes back to mindset. You plan your day knowing that only so much is within your control. And there's always the possibility that someone will get sick or emergencies will come up or whatever. And you have to allow flexibility for those things. And to be able to tell yourself at the end of the day, it was still a good day, even though I didn't accomplish everything I set out to accomplish. But planning the day in advance, at the very least, to have a guide to structure the day is always better than having no structure to your day at all. I think you would agree with me. Or it could be that we're dealing with a focus issue. Now, arguably... It can be very hard to focus on anything when you've got little kids to care for. Which is why you have to get some support so that you can take the space needed to focus and concentrate on the things that are going to get you to make traction on your goals. This might mean you work with your partner to agree on times where they take the kids so you can focus And you take the kids so that they can focus on what they need and want to do. Perfect example, I had to insist on getting this podcast episode recorded today. So I asked my husband, hey, look, it would be really helpful if you could take Atlas for 30 minutes. Would you be willing? And it's like, yeah, he's willing to do that because he knows that it's reciprocal, that when he needs to take time and space to get done what he needs to get done, then I will take on the kids 100%. 
Now, of course, for those of you who don't have support in the form of a partner or a co-parent, you could ask a friend or a family member or a neighbor to take the kids for a couple of hours so that you can focus. You could, of course, hire a nanny or you could put your kids in daycare. There's no shame in that. And then, of course, there's always the time after they go to bed, but I want to caution you against reserving your goals for after the kids go to bed because sacrificing your sleep for your goals, sister, there is no goal, in my opinion, that is worth sacrificing your mental and physical health for in losing sleep. So let's try to reserve the time when our kids are sleeping for like rest and relaxation and sleep for us. Now, for those of you who are like, okay, but I can't even focus when I do have time and space to myself, then I would ask you, what would help you focus more or what has helped you in the past? Do you need to get out of the house and be in a different environment? Do you need to get clear on an agenda and the next steps that you need to take? Do you need to, you know, speak to a psychiatrist about the possibility of needing to treat ADD? Do you need to focus more on your physical, mental, and emotional health so that you can focus? You know, sometimes it's just as simple as like putting our thoughts and our worries down on paper so we can get them out of our heads and get to work and focus on whatever we need to focus on. Now, the third reason why you might feel like you don't have time for your goals could simply be a logistical scheduling issue. My question to you is, are you blocking out the time to work on your goals? Like you block out time to take the kids to the doctor or clean the house or show up for work. You and I both know that if you put yourself and your goals last on the list, and if they're not scheduled in, you'll never get to it. Let's be honest. So are you employing the help of support people in your life to help you take care of the kids, to clean the house, or whatever takes up your time, grocery shopping? You know, you can do grocery delivery now so that you can show up for yourself when you commit to showing up for yourself. Yes, it costs money to do these things. Yes, it costs extra money to get grocery delivery or hire a nanny or hire a housekeeper, but it's an investment, It's an investment in your life. It's an investment in your goals. It's an investment in you. So you can be happier. So you can live life more fully. It's so important. So as I've talked through these, I'm sure you've been thinking to yourself, like what needs to change and improve and what to work on next so that you can make time for your goals. Remember that we don't have time for our goals. Well, actually... (laughs) Let me rephrase. We always have time for our goals. The difference maker is when you start to tell yourself that it's about making the time for your goals. And lastly, I don't think enough of us think about our goals in terms of having a relationship with our goals. You know, we have relationships with our partner, with our kids, with our friends, and in those relationships, We think about them all of the time. We invest in them. We nurture them. We spend time on them. Well, we need to develop a relationship with our goals. We need to think about our goals. We need to 
They need to be at the top of our mind. We must invest in them. We must nurture them and we must spend time on them. Not just once or twice a year, but regularly every single day. And then we will see results. Ultimately, I think more moms need to remember that sacrificing ourselves does nothing to help our families. Like this is a a belief that we have that we need to sacrifice ourselves to put our to put everybody else ahead of ourselves. But it really doesn't do anything to help them in the long run. On the other hand, investing in ourselves and valuing ourselves and honoring ourselves, now that's the best gift we can give to everyone around us. I'm so grateful for you and for you just being you. I'm so grateful for all you do. And I'm so inspired by you and your family is really damn lucky to have you friend. Now go out there, take charge of your day, take charge of your life and your health and your time and your mindset and your goals. You beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. And I promise I will too. Love you lots. And I'll talk to you soon. Not so fast, my friend. If you feel motivated after today's episode and moved to pay it forward and give back to me, please share this podcast with a friend. You can either share the link directly in a text message or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram. Just be sure to tag me at Sarah Munder so I can see it and give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. It's important to surround yourself with positive, like-minded people who lift you up. So I urge you to join us in our Motivated Moms Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash motivation for moms podcast. If you need something to help you change your life, like right now, go to my website to get a free copy of my life changing worksheet, The Mama Miracle. Just go to themamamiracle.com, put in your name and best email address, and I'll send it over to you right away. While you're there, you can sign up for my popular and affordable planner makeover course and learn how to use your planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally create time in your life for the things that really matter to you, but often get neglected. And if you're ready for next level breakthroughs in your life, in your personal and professional goals, in your relationships, then I urge you to get on the list for my exclusive 12-week coaching program breakthrough. I only work with moms who are serious and committed to changing every area of their life for the better. So if this is you, go to themamamiracle.com forward slash breakthrough. Thanks for being here today. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon.